This is But I'd Never Marry a Blind Woman. A show where we answer all the questions you are too afraid to ask about dating, marriage, and finding love with a disability. I'm Lucy Edwards-Cave, presenter, author of my soon-to-be-published book, Blind Not Broken, and blind wife of... Me, Ollie Edwards-Cave, her sighted husband, and the man usually behind the camera. Every week on this podcast, we... Your fave interabled couple are going to debunk the stereotypes of dating with a disability, dive behind the inspiration porn headlines, and unpack your relationship dilemmas. So when people say, I never marry a blind woman, you can answer, Well, I would. say it does my breath smell Uh do you ever answer unfaithfully (laughs) no (laughs) I I am always rather honest with you about that (laughs) just I don't know like sometimes I have this thought in the back of my head I'm like well does he just want to be nice or is he actually telling me that I've got coffee breath or well the problem is that like if I tell you the wrong answer someone's going to think it yeah. And then, like, they're going to know anyway. I feel like it's quite a blind thing to go into a room and really think about breath. Because remember the other day when we were on a shoot? Yes. <laughs> we were in front of our manager, Katrina. Yes. Shout out, Katrina. And I was just like, oh, you need some chewing gum. What did you say to I me? I was mortified. I was like, thanks. I, I have no way to fix this problem. <laughs> yes, you do. There was chewing gum in the car. I wouldn't have said, okay, that's well, the other thing. I had to go Would back you... to the car. <laughs> Would you have said, though... Would you say, oh, yeah, you've got smelly breath when you've got no way to fix it? Would you ever do that to me? I'd say, Liz, maybe you could do with a drink. Yeah, but then that makes me feel bad because I've got no way of fixing it. But sometimes it's just dry breath. Like, it's just... Dry breath? Is that even a thing, guys? I don't even know. Is that a thing for you? It definitely is. You definitely, like, when you haven't... It's like morning breath, but not quite as bad because you haven't drank all night, have you? You have the worst morning breath. Thanks. Everyone needs to know that. Thank you very much. But also, you often say to me, Lucy, well, not often because that makes me sound like I don't brush my teeth, but often you go, oh, it smells a bit bogeys today. And I don't really know what bogeys, like, I don't really get that. It's it's that sort of mucusy, like, it's it's sort of dry breath. It's basically what I described, actually. It's... <laughs> It, to be fair, it's not as bad as when you've had a coffee and then you haven't drank. Oh, yeah. That's not, that's rife though. It smells like poo. Poo? It does. Or like a protein shake. Why when, does like, coffee breath haven't... smell like poo? It definitely smells like protein. What, what is that about? Does poo sm- equal protein or what? Because I, I, I know you fart a lot when you have eggs, don't you? I guess that, yeah. But that's sulfur. It's not the same, like eggy farts smell eggy. So I'm glad we've established that you would tell me, no matter what, even if I couldn't fix it, whether my breath smells. Oh. Is that true, love? I don't know. Would you rather not know? And then just have someone going, mm, that Lucy Edwards. She, uh, she, she no, I would breath. rather know, but I just don't know what I'm going to really do about it if I haven't got any tools for the job, really. Just water. probably feel bad about myself. Swill, swill your mouth Sometimes water. water ain't going to cuss it, mate. Salt. It's not going to cut it sometimes. Hmm. You need breath spray. Well, you need to plan better. 
I don't know why I'm talking about my breath anyway. You're the one with smelly breath most of the time. Excuse me. My breath is absolutely fine <laughs> Only most in of the, the morning. Time. Exactly. So Ollie's in breath morning, in the morning just... is bad. Like absolutely bad. We also have this little nickname that we have when we have smelly pits, don't we? Oh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't know why we call it Pittsburgh. Where do we get that from? I got that from you. No, but why did I start saying it? Well, there's a city called Pittsburgh, isn't there? Yeah, I know, there? but I've never been to Pittsburgh. So why did we start calling it Pittsburgh? Know. I don't know. <laughs> and if I go, oh, I'm feeling really witty today, what will you say? Ah, uh, Chris Witty. <laughs> you feeling a bit Chris? Feeling a bit Chris Witty. <laughs> you feeling a bit Chris today, babe? I'm like, sometimes I'm really not in the mood and I'm like, that's not funny, all. Mm. And he's like, you know that it's funny. Oh, yeah, it's perfectly funny. The one thing that you don't find funny, though, is when I say that I've dropped something in the B&Q car park. Oh. <laughs> okay, no, now I am laughing. We don't even know where that originated. Like, we do. We were basically really hysterical one day after probably, like, sanding some wall wrong in this house. We moved in a year ago and I decided, oh, yeah, I'm going to demolish the whole place and just rebuild it again. Not really, but honestly, we... Probably we scraped every single dust. wall, yeah, and we had a wall knocked down. Anyway, we, we were a bit hysterical, and we were trying to run in B and Q before it shut. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, I remember. Continue I'm, the story, my darling. I think we bought something that was quite big, like, and then you <laughs> you asked where it was as we were driving off, and it was like this big plank or something. Kind of went, oh, I left it in the B and Q car park. But then you started laughing and I was like, what do you mean? You left it in the B&Q car park? I think, oh, because you were trying to be sarcastic. I think we were just kind of irking each other. Is that the right word? We were getting on each other's nerves. And you were like, I I just left it in the B&Q car park, Lou. Like, of course, I've got it with me. And then (laughs) every time Lucy asks where something is and I was like, oh, I'd left it in the B&Q car park. Which I would would argue is ableism. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you've made our running joke into an ableist joke. Well, you're not telling a blind woman where something is when she's asking. Well, <laughs> what can I say? Beth has sense of humour in the B&Q car park. <laughs> doesn't that care. Is so bad. He doesn't, doesn't care, guys. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. This is the thing. <laughs> I, 28 female, am struggling with my boyfriend's 28 male disability. Even typing this makes me feel guilty. Oh dear. We've been together for a year and a few months. It's pretty new. Yeah, really. But only got serious about things seven to eight months ago when we said, I love you for the first time. Oh, that's so sweet. They really held out on the saying, I love you. Yeah, we were like, first few weeks, weren't we, babe? We were like 16, so. Yeah, and we had been talking for a good while. We had, but I think also all of the emoji hearts on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. You know, we were truly in love, I reckon. A little bit cringe. (laughs) Anyway, continuing. (laughs) I knew he was disabled when we met. Okay. But at first, neither of us were looking for a relationship. We started as an ongoing hookup slash friends with benefits situation. Fair play. So some of my practical concerns didn't come into play until more recently. Practical concerns. He is unemployed due to his disability. He has been denied for SSI, which I think is Social Security. 
I think that it's American, isn't it? Social yeah. Security. What's the I stand for? I don't know. Insurance? It's personal independence payment in the UK. Yeah. He has been denied for SSI once and is trying to reapply, but at the moment has no real income. He is pretty socially involved and keeps up with friends. Cool. He also participates in disability support groups and that kind of thing. So I am by no means his only support. Amazing. He, he doesn't have a prognosis for his condition yet. And so while he hopes to be well enough to return to work in the future, there's no timeline for that. Hmm. But things are starting to wear on me. I always go to his house because he usually doesn't feel well enough to travel to mine. We can't do activities out unless I pay. And sometimes we just can't do them regardless because of his disability. Most of our time spent together is in his bedroom. Okay. At first, when we were mostly doing hookups, none of this bothered me. But now I'm starting to feel sad that we can't do normal relationship things. I want to be taken out to dinner. I want him to be able to join me for things like going to the park or to a concert. I want him to sleep over at my place sometimes when I'm too tired after work. I also work an emotionally demanding job. Okay. He so she obviously feels quite, like, emotionally taken aback by this guy. So far, it feels like she's trying to justify a breakup. Yeah, I agree. If she just doesn't like him, then, I don't know, it, it feels a bit weird to me because she should be telling him all of this, that she wants to go out, that she wants to do things. You know, yeah. it might just be his personality type that doesn't want to go out, not that he's got no money and it's his disability. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I don't curious. Like I, was like, I feel like they should be having more of a discussion before yeah. <laughs> going online onto the internet and yeah. uh, posting about his There's a job communication history. problem. Right. Let's finish the story. Yeah. He is a great partner in every other respect. He loves and respects me, supports me in everything I do, makes me laugh, and is a great listener. So I can't stop beating myself up that I'm a horrible person for feeling like it might not be enough. I don't know what to do. Am I a terrible person for breaking up with him? Is this even breakup worthy? Any advice or insight is appreciated. Okay, so I feel like she hasn't really given me a reason. <laughs> well, so far, it just sounds like neither of them are making an effort. That much, yeah, an both effort. of them though, because if she's going on the internet, not really saying any of this to him, has she gone right? Hi, X. I don't know, Bernard. I don't know why Bernard. Came Bernard's his name now. Yep. <laughs> 28-year-old Bernard, real, real popular name for the millennials. Sorry. Bernard. I don't know why I thought Bernard. Isn't that the goat in Stardust? What? Yeah, there's... I love know, Stardust as a film, though. Like I can't remember a Bernard, though. Yeah, the man gets turned into, like, a like a, a, a bartender woman. The man gets turned into a bartender woman? Yeah, I just remember, like, him kind of, like, looking down and being like, oh, I've got these. And then someone turns to him and goes, what's your name? And he goes, and it's like this beautiful blonde woman and he goes Bernard <laughs> that's what I remember and okay. there, there was someone who got Boston turned into interlude. a goat as well <laughs> okay this is serious okay Ollie we're okay. talking about, about someone's life. we're talking about Bernard's life like stop stop it immediately stop it immediately um, so I just feel like the justification she's using is he he's unemployed he doesn't get out of bed and he doesn't go on dates with me. Now, I don't know whether you would be writing this if this person wasn't disabled. So I have a 
moment in my head whenever you know you try and justify breaking up with someone by writing all of their employment history and basically analyzing them as a person he's sociable so should i break up with it but really there's something deeper going on here it sounds like he's a nice guy at least from how much he gets out and things but at the same time he doesn't sound i guess like it sounds like he's wanting to get like he doesn't have a prognosis condition yet so he wants to get hopefully wants to get back to work so he has been but she said there's no plan for him getting back to work but i don't know why that is anything to do with her feelings towards him i don't know why the getting back to work preface is anything to do with communicating to the person that you love about not going on dates yeah is there an insinuation that because he's on benefits that he's lazy which is not the case a lot of re- there's a lot of reasons why people go on benefits mm. not people, just disability some people want to show off about their partner's job though don't they they go oh yeah my my husband's a doctor or well then she needs says- to admit that to herself that if she wants that out of a relationship then maybe the personality type of bernard is not for her it's not about his disability and his disability isn't necessarily making him lazy i am i mean what would you say about me ollie like i am the most erratic sporadic and determined woman and also very sociable well <laughs> but it's not like Almost that's as sociable just, as bernard but but don't you think that's my personality type though yes it is like it's you, not it's nothing to do with my disability yeah like you just you're all of that and happen to be blind now he he sounds like he was probably quite an out and going guy and then he happened to get disabled and then well i don't know you can't insinuate that well he's going out everywhere else he's pretty socially involved he's going out with friends he's going to disability support what's he doing with his friends like can you not do some of the same activities as he's doing with his friends that's true oh so is she insinuating that he's going out in other ways and he doesn't care about her well like he's not i think he's not wooing her is the impression i'm getting well then i think she needs to go to bernard and say woo me bernard woo me right now i need your loving oh <laughs> well, it sounds some, like they're getting that i that, want that's some dates yeah but i want some dates i want a rose buy me flowers i often say that to you and you don't oh <laughs> shaming thanks <laughs> no but it's but like, like I, I, every girl wants to be surprised mm. Oh. Every girl wants to be wooed. Well, every man does as well. It, dep- it doesn't matter your gender, non-binary, woman, man. Like you, you as a person want to feel wooed. If she doesn't feel wooed and appreciated, and she feels like she's doing it all, and she's got a demanding job, and he's not adding to it, that is nothing to do with his disability. She needs to communicate with him and say, "Look, you ain't doing it for me, Bernard. I think you just need to understand my needs." Okay, thank you. I'm, I'm getting it's you're saying because he it's not because he's disabled, it's, is this? It's, yeah. it's just like he's not wooing because it's like he hasn't either. There's some there's some boring people out there, and maybe their name is Bernard. Maybe he's feeling quite maybe content. Maybe he's like, just feeling content, and maybe they're in a rut. Yeah. Maybe they've they've got routines. The honeymoon period's over. Yeah, this is what I'm feeling. You um, know, maybe she needs to look inward and be like, "Do I do this with other relationships in my life?" Mm. is it just him it does sound like he needs to maybe like find something to do with her like as a like 
even if it's not going out for dinner because you can't afford that, but like going to the park together or going yeah, making sandwiches or if you can't make sandwiches, you know, buy some. There's yeah, there's so picnic. many things you can do and it just feels like maybe both of them aren't putting in effort. I mean, we haven't got her side of the story. She isn't telling us what she's doing. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're just hearing all of the flaws about him. Yeah, we got no good parts. Well, we got some good parts, but we're not hearing about her side of the story. What does she do for work? What We know that she's got an emotionally demanding job. But what does that... What does that actually mean? Like, I'd, I personally don't know what he's doing to pull you down, if that's even the word. You know, he's you're saying that he's got support networks and that you don't go out on dates, but there must be more to it. Well, she's replied to a comment here. Okay. So... This comment basically says that I think a lot of this depends on his disability and what he's doing or not doing for himself. If I think he's literally perfect except wanting to do normal things, can you do some research to figure out how you can? Does he need a wheelchair? Is he on proper meds? Does he take them timely? All of that sort of stuff. Why is it about him though? This is the thing. What did she say? Well, she has replied with, thank you, this is really helpful, especially coming from another disabled person. Yes, he'll sometimes use a wheelchair when he needs but we live in a big and rather inaccessible city. So sometimes that's not a viable alternative. Yes, he takes his meds regularly. He goes to physical therapy and mental health therapy. He also sees a chronic pain counsellor and is active with disability support. His groups are online. I will ask about attending or if they only support groups for partners. I've seen caretaker support, but I don't really take on that role regularly. I've also recently resumed therapy so I can process my feelings on my own. And we're on a wait list for couples therapy, his idea, not mine, where I'm hoping to talk more about this more openly so okay something so tells me is... like if they're a year in and they're at, and they're at couples therapy yeah something's really okay just from your perspective as someone who is married to a physically disabled person there is carer burnout isn't there there is carer burnout but by the sounds of it she's not doing any caring no like at least in that comment is it just that she thinks so much about his disability, it's clouding all of her judgment about their relationship? I think so. I think she's... I don't... It doesn't sound like she's the happiest in this relationship anyway. Like, they're, they're at couples therapy, which a year in is a little bit like, okay, this is not necessarily working... I don't necessarily think that this is about his disability. If it's about spontaneity and wanting to go out. It's sounding like they're lacking passion. Yeah. It sounds like they've gotten a routine in a rut, possibly. Uh, someone says, you figured out the issue very well. Have you talked to him about it? You shouldn't feel guilty for expressing your desires in a relationship. No, you shouldn't, but you also shouldn't blame it just solely on his disability. I don't think it's disability. I think it's very much that they're lacking this passion, lacking the spontaneity. He's not wooing her. Like, there are things you can do for free that are still spontaneous and still wooing. What would you suggest as a free date idea for them? What would you give them? <laughs> Where would you go on a free date, Lucy? I would maybe make little cute tokens. Like, you can cash this in whenever you want to. Maybe, like, a pizza night and you could do, like, loads of different toppings oh, on that, it. That's really cute. Or you could... Do give them a movie card and then you could make like a little teepee. Yeah, and then you could have like little room. popcorn yeah. and things. And That sounds so cute. These um, are, you could also like on the movie front, 
a lot of cinemas do deals. Yeah. Like, you should check your phone contract. Like, in the UK, we have, like, the Meerkat Rewards two-for-one thingy-mabob for cinemas. And I remember me and you used to do loads of little dates when we first started going out at 16. We'd just be, like, walking around the park and, I don't know, we'd just be chatting and I think... You know, it's really easy when you get into a relationship. You've been together a year. You know, you think, oh, we're not getting on. What's the first thing to blame? And unfortunately, it is big things and big moments in life that you turn to and point the blame at that thing. And often it's so stressful having a disability sometimes. And, you know, I do blame my disability for a few things, but it's hard because you shouldn't necessarily as a disabled person just go oh why me or you know it is because of my disability that we're not going out on dates maybe that has been said but you also need to look wider like you are a whole person what is it within you that is stopping you go out other than maybe your energy levels and spoons I always talk about my spoons which is a spoon theory definitely look that sort of up a, a measure of energy for disabled people yeah. it's sort of different to just being tired in itself it's more that every task that you do requires a certain amount of energy but there's often things that people who aren't disabled don't really have to think about so the closest things for spoons i guess in my case and probably in the case of other non-disabled people is that when you walk along the street you don't have to think about whether your feet are being placed that's absolutely fine. But imagine that you're now walking on a place that has really rough terrain, like a hike or a mountain or something like that. And you're thinking about every single step and where you're placing your feet. And you're and tired when you get home. Yeah, it uses a whole lot more energy than you would normally use just walking to the shop. Mm-hmm. And that's Didn't you say that walking to the shop for you, you use a different part of your sighted brain? Yeah, your the memory that you use for location is not the same memory that you use to memorize words and memorize pictures and song lyrics and things. I found that so interesting because when me and you were talking, I was like, oh my gosh, that must be what used to happen for me when before I lost my eyesight. And now that I've lost my vision, I'm using the different parts of my brain for location. That's why I'm so tired all of the time because my brain's had to rewire itself. Exactly. You don't have the ability to autopilot like, I guess like maybe as you get older and older and older yeah. and you've been blind for longer, you might With be able to autopilot yeah. those common routes of yours. But like I can just walk to the shop and kind of go, oh yeah, I'm here. Like if I'm chatting to someone. Whereas you had to think about every step, every curve, everything. Like because you're counting them, particularly when you're with Molly, the guide dog. Exactly. So I guess what we're trying to say here is that if you don't have that communication of spoon levels versus just normal energy and where you're at as just a person in general, if you don't have that distinction that, yes, as a person with a disability, I have set needs and possibly different ones to to yours as an able-bodied person. But how do we communicate that effectively so we can still have a lovely date or a lovely day and you don't feel like you're not being, you know, taken care of um, as as a partner, as a as an able-bodied partner, and we don't just blame the disability because I think that's easy. it's kind of an, a scapegoat sometimes, don't we? Don't we think as a as a partnership, sometimes we just go, oh, you know. Yeah, I think it's the easiest thing to blame. Like you can blame 
quite a lot. Like here she's blaming his lack of financials, his lack of energy, his sort of... But then that's also... To go out. It's kind of as a blanket blaming his disability though. It sounds like if he's like doing it all online as well, like it could very well just be that he's playing games with yeah, his friends on true. online. And that that could be the story of quite a lot of people. Yeah. Like I, I the main way I socialise with my friends is because I live quite far away a lot of the time is by playing games. Yes. Ultimately, you need to sit down and it sounds like you are. You're having couples counselling. You know, there's there's been times where me and Ollie, like we don't see eye to eye. And it's like with all couples, you have to work every single day at your relationship. And it's not easy. And the more that you communicate, the better you are for it. Is there any more comments that she's written? Let's have a look. Uh, not really. It seems to be to do with chronic pain. So I have chronic pain every single day of my life. I wake up and if I haven't had a Botox injection for my migraines and my eye pain, I really, really feel it. And I remember the other day you said to me, didn't you all? Like, oh, we were having, we actually had a bit of a bump in the road because we were, we were going on a shoot and I just was so, so ill. I couldn't really talk. Yeah, your your pain had got so great that you were sort of like, I'd say something to you. And, and it'd take me like, several seconds to reply. And then you'd end up like walking into like a wall or something because yeah. you didn't like respond in time. To Ollie's sight guiding directions. <laughs> and then that made it even worse because now you're like in pain in one way and you've smacked into a wall at <laughs> the other. And, it's... <laughs> and I was just a bit blank. I was a bit... Sometimes I do get like that. It's very, very occasionally, isn't it? Like once in a blue moon now because I have my Botox injections. Yeah. But, you know, that that was a challenging day. It you was. Know? Uh, for you, like, talk to me about how you felt. Well, it was a lot of mental energy for me because it was like trying to, it was like trying to play a game with lag. <laughs> was, <laughs> I love that online. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I do one thing and then I'd say this to you and then it just, you wouldn't respond and you'd like smack into a wall or like I'd say something to you and you just wouldn't process it so then I'd have to repeat myself like five times and you know that feeling when you've repeated yourself quite a lot it's like you've clicked the a button on your nintendo controller and it's taken about 10 10 seconds to get the player to just punch the other one yeah and then at that point you've already been shot and then (laughs) it's true oh that's such a funny analogy but I do feel like if you don't talk when you've got chronic pain it is on you to be able to to communicate with your partner even if it's not in the moment, like the day after, to be like, I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. I think our debriefs are like the best. They are. Like at the, at the end of the day, I was just like, Lou, I am knackered. And Look. you are so annoying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's okay to call me annoying. Like at the end of the day, you know, I do have chronic pain and I know fundamentally you will help me 110 million percent if you need to. Exactly. But I'll- you also need to be able to express yourself. Indeed, like I will keep helping you the whole time. I'm not going to stop helping you, no matter how <laughs> irritated I'm becoming, because it's not your fault. Yeah. But at the same time, I am a human yes. and I am burning out here. Yeah, exactly. And then you do need a day away from me and I need a day away from you. And that's okay. You need to, sh- to play shooty gun games with your bestie, Johnny, exactly. online. And that's okay. You need to just be like, loose. yesterday was hard. We just need some space. I'm like, I agree. You were in the an, an annoying poo too. 
Exactly. In we, some we different ways. At each other. Exactly. Ollie was like getting too obsessive over different things. And I was just like, oh, go away. You're just annoying. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like, yeah, it's maybe chronic pain with me or it might just be that I'm being really bossy that day or Ollie might just have like a bee in his bonnet about something or like be hungry and be like, wah, 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 like the other day. And, you know, these are all just, you know, things within the rich tapestry of life. But I think, you know. It's the main thing here is just being able to communicate with each other when this stuff does happen. Yeah. And it sounds like that's not in place. No. So, yeah, break up. Oh, there we go. I, I was going to leave it open, but like... <laughs> Sounds like you need to break up, mate. <laughs> Bernard Dumper. <laughs> no, that's horrible. No. She, she's dumping Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> so we took a dilemma at the start, at the top of our show from Reddit today, because this is episode one and we haven't heard from you lovely humans. We don't have any of your dilemmas yet. We don't have any of your dilemmas yet. So we would love to hear from you. Email help at lucyedwards.com and you may be featured in the podcast. Give us a long story about your dilemma, disabled dilemma, and we will answer it mainly about dating advice, you know, all that good stuff. And you could be featured if you are more happy to write it in a non-anonymous way you can write it in the youtube comments as well if you can't see our lovely faces please head on over to youtube.com slash lucy edwards we will be there every week be there or be square we get a lot of horrible comments everybody we've never addressed them we just kind of put them into the spam filter of life. Well, we the, don't really the talk YouTube about spam them. Yeah, the YouTube spam filter of life, and also in my brain, actually, Ollie. They're in a spam filing cabinet in the back of my brain. And you will see don't why. Think about them. <laughs> yeah, you will see why. But we want to talk about them with you today because they do get to us sometimes. We often have a bit of a rant about. Yeah, different people. I mean, less than we used to, right? Yeah, it, it, like there's so many of them nowadays. You just, <laughs> you have to deal with them. And we just think, oh gosh. Like, like, oh, free the, engagement. <laughs> but there's the odd one that Ollie's like, I'm going to delete that because that's going to call, well, you say. Yeah, well, you can't <laughs> let like the runaway chains happen. Yeah. Like these, like someone says something and then someone replies and they get these ideas into their head and then. It's, it, it becomes a bit conspiratorial. Yeah. And you're just like, oh dear. But like, that is not what we were... Give like, me an example of a conspiratorial comment that you've deleted. Oh, I can't remember now. Like, the, there's, it, It's when they, someone like accuses you of faking your blindness or yeah. something. And then someone's like, oh yeah, I saw that in the video. How did she know? Yeah. And I'm like, no, no. that's like She knew because I told her off camera. Yeah. And then it's just... Very weird. Okay, this is the, this is the juicy one that Ollie found in our spam filter. Yep. So this is on 12 ways I made my wedding accessible as a blind bride. And this is on YouTube. So this is just stupid on many levels. It's a special day to your family and you decide to ruin it. The people who are watching over you all your life, guiding you and being your eye. Only one eye. <laughs> and you took this moment from them. And here's the best bit. Hope your dog runs out to traffic. <gasps> Moles. I love how I took that bit from it. <laughs> <laughs> so needlessly aggressive. Like, 
our family, like we've spoken, like do you not think that we've spoken to them about blindfolding this? them? And they they loved it. They they. <laughs> FYI, guys, just to give you some context, if you haven't seen our videos recently we got married which was amazing and we had uh quite a few videos go viral which was very very lovely i think people really resonated with our story we blindfolded all of our congregation uh is that the right word ollie all uh, of our guests yeah. <laughs> all great. of our guests within kew gardens we have this gorgeous conservatory that we hired out actually Shout out to my father-in-law in the front row with his blindfold <laughs> on upside down. Upside down. <laughs> Love you, Nick. Um, but which got twenty thousand upvotes. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't on Reddit. It's twenty thousand likes. Um, and a lot of people had a lot of comments and concerns about the welfare and well-being of my guests, but they said that that was the best part. Yeah. Well, of my guess. Was... I, keep, I keep going, my wedding. Yes, don't my wedding. No, 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 no. Yes, uh, it's Lucy's wedding featuring Ollie. <laughs> Thanks, Ollie. <laughs> no, Go on, carry good. on anyway. I, I think I stole some moments of the show, to be fair. Like the choir and everything. That was fantastic. Oh, we'll talk about that in yeah, that, yeah, that's a future come. episode. But I think, yeah, they, they really loved it. Yeah, so we've had a, quite a few comments like this, actually. This isn't just the first one. This really? is just one that's particularly aggressive. And Go on, tell me. Well, it's some people basically think that if people don't get to see you on the on your wedding day, do the aisle walk. It's the end of the world. Right. And that we are incredibly selfish. Someone called you narcissistic. Oh, and another comment. Yeah, for blinding, like, well, temporarily blinding them, so you could. Like, because they were like, oh, you're making your wedding day all about you. Which is kind which of... Which is kind of the point. Yeah, that's Not kind of... Not going to lie. <laughs> it's so stupid. But just, just FYI, like, if you're going to someone's wedding and it's not about the couple, it's probably a bad wedding. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it, like, if they value eyesight over other things, then maybe they need to get their priorities straight i don't know yeah. like if you go to i don't know a christian wedding like me and lucy aren't christian and then we go to that wedding do we get upset at the fact that we have to do a prayer no that, that we have because to sing it's their hymns? wedding exactly and it's respectful i don't accuse them do of what... being selfish no that is so true so one of my best friends vibby she got married a few years ago and we did so many different traditions as well as actually gorgeous Sharba and Jamie. There was many things within their weddings that I'd never heard of. So for instance, we had this paste and we applied turmeric turmeric to the lovely Sean and Vibati as part of their celebration. And I didn't just stand there and go, Sars, don't want to do that. Yeah. Sars babes. Yeah. Hope your dog runs out of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> see this is what i mean it's, I didn't, wild. It, it's their celebration it's their wedding day turmeric is a very sacred thing to do like that's that is a celebration that they you know is passed down by generation by generation just because i blindfolded everyone doesn't mean it's not just as special to me it's your tradition it's my tradition it's our tradition Exactly. It's 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 not it's not any less valid as anything else. It's just what we wanted to do. Yeah. 
And you know what? I'm just I'm scrolling through the um the spam comments, and this person's posted it quite a few times. They must have Ooh. evidently noticed that their comment has disappeared. We got because it's been spam filtered, and they're trying to like they. <laughs> How many times have they said it? About three. Exactly the same. They copied and pasted. Yeah, it's it. just copy and pasted. <gasps> so they evidently had it written down. Oh, we've really knocked them, Ollie. Yeah. Really got to them. So. Ollie's just heading over to the wedding video itself with the gorgeous moment. So the moment. Oh, that song every single time. It really gets. It just. Oh, if I listen to it too much, I'll just cry. The, the the reason behind why I use that is because it's from our favourite, well, my favourite film. It's, it's one of yours, right, Ollie? Yeah. It's the Theory of Everything. It's about Stephen Hawking's life. And that song is played when basically there's a montage of his life and you see him get more and more disabled. But it's just beautiful. And yeah, it just, for me, it really encompassed the independence I feel but also the freedom I've lost and it's a very freeing song and it's it's beautiful emotional sad gorgeous and also something that I'll remember for the rest of my life I was so nervous about walking down the aisle and not being able to see Ollie and all of that we just came up with this idea of him being blindfolded and you know feeling my dress for the first time, the way I felt it in the shop, just with his blindfold on. And you felt, didn't you all? I don't want to put words in your mouth, that it was just so beautiful and oh, so meaningful. Oh my gosh, it was so lovely. It was yeah. when, when, like, the first, when they handed me the microphone to, like, actually speak and sort of describe <laughs> it, I was like, <laughs> he was audio describing my dress, you see, to everybody else. <laughs> It was, what it was such felt. a magical moment, though, because I did get to like truly experience why you picked that dress. Yes, like without having like my own preconceived notions by seeing it first and everything, I got to. Sometimes that is the beauty of life, though, that you can just feel something before you see it, and feeling is just so. It means so much, especially in a moment like that one. You know, I was walking up the aisle and it was like you were sitting there with your thoughts, the anticipation, the love all around the room. You know, you weren't being distracted by the sighted things of life. You were just one with your thoughts. And I think that's what everyone really loved. But here's some hateful comments. <laughs> you looked so beautiful. I feel it was such a shame to deprive your loved ones of seeing you walk down the aisle. What do you say to that, Ollie? Like, well, we've we've asked them, and we've. It was a beautiful moment because we got to experience it in the way that you were experiencing it. It wasn't about sight in that moment. I. I don't know why people think that just because you haven't got vision, it it lessens the impact of something. Yeah. Like I, people need to understand that we don't see vision as the overall valid thing of the whole of life you know we still have experiences that are non-sighted experiences that are just just as beautiful and i don't know why one is more valid than the other ollie exactly there's so many different ways that you can experience life and when you're listening to music are you sad that you're not watching the music video that's so true i never thought of it i like that the part of that kind of made our moment so magical for us, at least in our own wedding, 
was the fact that we brought it into the world of the bride, in this case, Lucy. The world we live. Exactly. We and we brought it into a way that was magical for us. And mm. everyone felt that magic. Like Everyone that we spoke to said that they loved the fact that it brought you temporarily into your world. But also, you always say to me, your world is valid, Lucy. You are amazing. I love your non-sighted world. Exactly. You constantly say that to me. I just feel sad that people feel like the blind experience is just the more invalid experience yeah they feel like it's missing something yeah well, like it allows you to see a certain beauty in life people come with all these preconceived notions about life about what they see like if they meet someone they're like oh they're ugly or like yeah. and there's that whole stereotype about not stereotype but the the stat about women who are more made up and are blonde are seen to be stupider yeah, which and is not fair. It's not true. They're perceived to be that way because of all these stereotypes that we have in our society. And you just completely miss them and get to see people for who they are. Yeah, it's so true. I think that's one of the things that you've always said that's my strength. And you keep saying, even when I'm low, that that is my strength. And I think that's what we wanted to portray with our ceremony because you genuinely don't see my blindness as an issue, do you? No, not at all. Not in the slightest. It's... It's enhanced our life in so many ways. Like, for a start, we've got two wonderful guide doggies. Yeah. But also, like, you, you give a different perspective on people and a different way of thinking. The blind experience is just as valid as the sighted experience. There are so many things in life where the blind way of doing things is in some ways better. Yeah, I agree. Like, you, as I said before... Like you remove a lot of the stereotypes about life and you get to take notice of certain things like perfumes and colognes and Ooh. the smell of nature. So true. And appreciate those, like you, because you're focused into them. Like you sometimes focus in on ways that I wouldn't necessarily mm -hmm. because I'm too obsessed with the visual of it. And <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> and when you have like audio description on, it, it's sometimes like I love having audio description on when I'm watching a horror movie because I am not good with jump scares. It is just it I'm terrible. I I I crap myself. <laughs> and it's so great because it does sometimes like I guess like to some people I guess it might ruin the experience, but I enjoy it because it's it goes and the exorcist turns her head. And then it happens. And then you're like, ah yes, I was, it should be a bit of a heads up. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit, and it's also great because me and Lucy can actually watch films whilst we're driving somewhere. Because yeah, we go on a lot of long drives, don't we? Yeah, we do so many long drives, and you just plug your phone into the car so it comes out the car speakers, don't need the screen, and it just plays along with audio description. And we're just watching, I don't know, theory of everything. Yeah, I, I always say that Ollie does genuinely experience a blind life with me, and that's not me trying to be offensive because Ollie is a completely sighted man, but it's just so lovely that we both experience so many things together and we don't see it as like just my experience because, you know, it's Ollie's as well. And we want to kind of just normalize doing things differently. You know, you don't have to always just like stare at a screen. You can like sit together and cuddle and just, make sure a candle's on and 
listen to something it's just as valid so or you can be cooking at the same time yeah exactly you can do your multitask which is not your best strong point is it? no uh, it's not but i can <laughs> load up the washing machine while i'm watching the avengers <laughs> <laughs> i mean someone could do that with their ipad i guess but, they, then, they they could, wouldn't but then you have to wander around with an ipad on your dirty on your dirty pants it's true to be fair and also they might get all of their whites mixed up with their colors exactly and also... Oh, but maybe you'd do that anyway, all. That was once. That was one time. <laughs> one time. I haven't done it since. It was all of my white wedding underwear, and he literally just put a blue sweaty Betty licking in with my brand new white underwear, and it all became blue. Look, I've been doing I washing so for angry. years, and <laughs> it's been fine every time I've done it, but we didn't get the... We went, we cheaped out on the washing powder and it we didn't did. have the anti-leak stuff and it just went everywhere. <laughs> anti-leak, you mean the... The anti The anti-run thing. Yeah, anti-run, that's it. I, honestly, to be fair to you, though, you did go out and basically spend about 30 quid on <laughs> bleaching, dye remover, dye bleach, removers, everything. Yeah. And it worked. They're all white again. So <laughs> they like, are, to be fair. Hit me up for the tips. <laughs> that Instagram story did so well as well. <laughs> me holding up my pants. <laughs> it did. <laughs> I can't believe that's the end of the podcast. We're so excited to have ended episode one and be doing this because we've been talking about it for years, haven't we, Ollie? Oh my gosh, yeah. We've <laughs> had it in the works for <laughs> quite a while. The studio took a while to set up. It did, yeah. We've uh, been sticking Gorilla Tape to these massive spongy pieces of material yeah we wanted to make it look demure and bougie on the camera anyway so if you're not actually listening to us on youtube and you're on apple or spotify or wherever you get your podcast from we are on youtube you can see our lovely faces if your eyes are working and if you're not i am wearing a stripy top it's black and white black and white stripes what about you all i am wearing a gray jumper with a sort of yellow stripe then a black stripe then a yellow stripe yeah and i've got red lipstick on and like coppery eyes i think oh yeah I'd yeah it's right. and i've got long flowing ginger red hair and my pronouns are she her and my pronouns are he him <laughs> you uh, shaved for yeah yes well it's actually now <laughs> a day old so i um i have brown hair yeah it is sort of in a think like the beatles mousy brown mousy brown mop sort of haircut <laughs> moppy um <laughs> imagine I, a mop and just stick it on someone's head <laughs> sorry i had to thanks lee <laughs> thanks <laughs> it's actually not like that it's really lovely and, yeah, <laughs> i'm I, gonna show you it's cut well I'm a white man. I have quite on fleek eyebrows. On fleek, yeah, to be fair, you don't have to pluck Ollie's eyebrows. It's just so annoying. Anyway, this is way too long. Don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. And we love you. We'll see you soon. Catch you soon, guys. Bye. Bye.